0: What up, baby? It's the DJ legend Molly Maul in the building. I don't care who first or who last. You need to shake that ass with the Mega Late Show, baby. You know what it is. Peace! All right, peace. Welcome back. Mega Late Show. I am Mega, and this is the Mega Late Show, episode number 128. The Mega Late Show is a Tokyo-based hip-hop, art, and culture podcast. Every week, we drop multiple episodes, usually two, sometimes three uh, the you know late used to live here, and late's in Atlanta now. And sometimes he'll do phone call episodes with people from Tokyo, like we we did one with Maya a few months back, maybe like two months ago, or maybe three. And then he just didn't release it for a long time. But yeah, uh, yeah. So check that out. Um, episode 128. I've got like a really kind of rainy day chill vibe going on right now. Yep. You know, it, and it helps that the uh, the music in the background is kind of like some rainy day chill hip-hop vibe right and uh yeah the musical bed for this entire episode is going to be brought to you by Ra Ra raj he is a producer from melbourne australia that lives in tokyo now he's participated in several of the beat the best beat battles he's been on the podcast before with uh the good homie mc buddha and uh his new album just dropped it is called good night sunshine available on all those streaming services and also places where you may purchase music such as Bandcamp. And uh, he's also uh, featured on I think it's called Labco Worldwide which is an Australian, maybe Melbourne based uh, music type of group. They have a new compilation which he is a part of. Yeah. Listen to those beats come in. This is really rainy day stuff. And it it's rainy as hell in Tokyo right now. Um, today... I've got maybe the best looking podcast that I've ever had assembled right now. I feel really good about that. I was hoping to get another guy in here so I wouldn't be just like the lone idiot with a bunch of smart women, but that didn't happen. So um, yeah, man, um, we've got some people who have been on the podcast before and also a new friend, uh, an old friend, but new to the podcast which i'm really happy to have uh so on episode 121 you will recall that we did an episode with the legendary uh brooklyn terry as well as naomi kawahara and naomi's here today
1: hi (laughs) hey welcome back hi everybody um i'm back
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> super happy to have your energy yeah. here today your yeah. new haircut looks great
1: thank you i cut by myself
0: is there some what color is that in there is that like a uh
1: it's uh green but almost like i don't know it's yellow green yeah yeah
0: it looks tight i love it <laughs> thank it looks you. it looks really good it yeah. looks really thank good you. and it's also recently was your birthday so happy birthday to yeah you.
1: thank you hey. <laughs> last week
0: yeah congratulations on just maintaining Mm -hmm. staying alive (laughs) it's difficult for some people but you've got it knocking it out the park (laughs) that's such a weird (laughs) yeah congratulating somebody for their birthday is maybe the wrong approach right (laughs) okay
1: i had a birthday party uh last week and that was maybe first time in my life uh after i get adult okay yeah so it's interesting because you know what uh American people really like to have your own birthday party. Mm-hmm. But Japanese people don't really have your own birthday party. Oh. So, um, yeah. but I, so Terry asked, Terry asked me, to, no, Terry recommended me to, like, you should, you should have your own mm-hmm. birthday party. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did it. I uh, organized.
0: You know, <laughs> I, I, I actually wouldn't be so interested in throwing my own birthday party either. Mm-hmm. If somebody was like, hey, yo, let's throw mega birthday party. Mega, do you want to have a birthday party? I'd be like, sure. As long as I don't have to handle any of the logistics, mm. yeah. So I, I, mean, I'm with right there with you. I, I can't remember the last time I had a birthday party. Maybe in my 20s. Wow, yeah. That's
2: a long I, time ago.
0: Yeah. So if any of you want to throw me a birthday party next May, I'm more than willing to show up and participate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah well, good. So so good to see you. Yeah. You, you, you look really dope with your new <laughs> hairstyle. <laughs> Welcome Thank back. You. Oh, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing right now with Fab? Fab five. Five, five, yeah, and also um, your contribution to uh, Japan for Black Lives. Please.
1: So um, we just had a MC battle um, as a Japan for Black Lives in Harlem event, and yeah, that was Club really Harlem, uh, yeah way. Club Harlem, and it's an online streaming event, live event, and uh, that was a, I think that's a great success. Yeah, Maya came. To help me.
3: Maya. Hello.
1: <laughs> and yeah, um, that that party. Uh, so for me, uh, look, and watching MC Battle in person is first time.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. Yo, in fact, b- b- but let's wait a minute. Let's talk about all that together because all of you participated in that. Let me finish introducing uh, okay. <laughs> introducing other people <laughs> so you guys can just jump in and speak too. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, you participate Fab Five Tokyo as well as Japan for Black yes. Lives. And also, uh, friend of the show. Hello. Friend of the show, <laughs> multiple, uh, multiple episodes, including episode number 64 wow, is when you had your own episode. Maybe okay. like a year or two ago. Yeah. We started doing... Well, no, yeah, mm. sixty-four. So, um, yeah, wow. yeah, that's quite a long time ago. But welcome Thanks. back to the show. Thanks
3: for having Maya me, Maya Hatch.
0: <laughs> uh, and what do you do, Maya, besides uh, Japan for Black Lives?
3: I'm a singer. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I do. Tight. But, <laughs> but being a part of Japan for Black Lives has been, yeah, um, really meaningful to me right now.
0: So. Right, and yeah. and also your husband is MC Buddha, who people he recognize is. from the show. You, yeah. you and uh, you and he uh, organized one of the Black Lives Matter marches here that mm-hmm. took place in Tokyo. Yes. The one on Saturday. It was it uh, Saturday or the Friday? It was the yeah, yeah. the okay. smaller one. Okay. Yeah. But you you guys have just organically decided to go do that yourselves. And, yes. Um, so yeah. So thank you for that. Thank that you. That was really dope. Thank you for coming. I've been listening to a lot. I, I heard a, a new song that you had a couple weeks back, maybe a month back featuring G Yamazawa or you were featured uh, on yes. a G Yamazawa track yes so you're really killing it really dope <laughs> thank you jazz music background would yes. you say that's accurate
3: yes my foundation is jazz but soul okay. and r&b is my
0: you know Tahiri Cleveland. Tahiri Walker yes I'm uh, trying to get her on the show soon yeah I, know, and I was I gonna wore ask the, you I
3: wore this shirt just for you today oh, okay
0: just appreciate that yeah Look, that Walker wear. Yeah, there we go. Hey, Walker Yeah, her, her sister. That's her sister right yeah. here. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to... Um, I was going to ask you to come co-host that one. So hopefully sure. we we'll yeah. I, haven't, I haven't sent her dates yet because, you know, things are in the air. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I f- send her some, I'll triangulate with you and see okay. if we can figure it sounds out. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, thank you yeah. for joining. Thank you. And I guess we might say our featured guest for today is somebody that I've known for a long time through Speakeasy. And um, this is probably the first time we've ever hung out outside of Speakeasy, maybe. But would you please introduce yourself? I didn't ask for a superhero name or anything (laughs) to see if you had like, yeah. Would you please introduce yourself and let us know Uh, kind of what you do?
4: Hi everyone, this is Ryoko. I am an English teacher based in Tokyo. I'm also an interpreter um, in the music industry. And I've been participating in the speakeasy uh, for the past, from the startup with Naomi. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How long
0: has speakeasy been going on? Like Like five five years?
4: years? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe? more than that.
0: Was the first <laughs> event the one in Odaiba at the no, skate park one? No.
1: Nah, it no. It was way before that. Way before
4: that. That was it the one
1: in Omotesando Las Chicas. Yeah. That was
4: in the basement. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like and more that was than five years ago.
1: All night event. Started oh, okay. like ten to five AM. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
4: it was an all night event. Yeah. And that's how um that's where I met Naomi. Yeah. And um, and now I'm also um, a member of the Japan for Black Lives uh, with Naomi again. And with Maya, we met um, through a mutual um, friend, mm-hmm. person. Uh, and we've known each other for like five years now, I think. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until recent mm-hmm. that we started to really um get to know each other on a personal level mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Oh, do you you also sing as well right
4: Is i sing at home oh okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe at
0: various karaoke bars around like uh, no?
4: you know how they it, in japan we call these um people who just dj at home otaku dj oh, okay so in that term i'm this otaku diva
0: I've been
4: just singing at home for the past like 30 years or so. Wow. Oh, Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, um, yeah, so I wanted to kind of, since we've already had episodes with Naomi and Maya, I I did want to kind of get to know you a little better. This is Mm -hmm. kind of our opportunity for that. Um, and and it's especially nice to do that amidst all the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. um, you know, impediments, Mm -hmm. stopping (laughs) us from hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it'll drop out like that, and that's just because my laptop is about to explode. <laughs> it was <just> like perfect <laughs> yeah. timing, though,
3: right? Yeah, it does. Stopping like us. <laughs> like. Ah, there
0: we go. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard yeah. the term otaku DJ before, but I guess it just denotes somebody that's a fan of DJ culture, that practices DJ mm. culture, but is not actually otaku. a part of it.
4: Yeah, yeah. like ot- uh, by the way Otaku uh-huh. Taku means like A household oh, Or a home uh, Oh really I see So oh, I just
0: associate it with like Weebs Like oh you just <laughs> like A lot of anime Oh <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
4: That's like Same word But I think it's A uh, different meaning Okay So like you're, If you're otaku Whatever You just like Do it at home mm-hmm. like, oh, the Different Non-professional, oh, really?
1: non-professional. Kan- kanjiじゃない. So otaku, Usually we say otaku As a geek Or nerd mm-hmm. <laughs> With katakana, mm-hmm. but otaku DJ is it's like, like kanji.
4: Yeah, I think oh. it signifies well, so household. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, uh-huh. see, ah. the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate that. And 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 um, uh, what is the kind of primary function that you've been doing um with Black Lives uh, Japan for Black Lives?
4: Um, I have been the um interpreter, uh, th- at the uh, what's the word? Not the webinar, but the. Panel, panel discussion. Yeah, panel okay.
0: discussion. I b- I've watched one of those. The I panel. watched the one that featured. Um, maybe it was the first one. A witch was on there. For uh, that that, was, that was the second one. That was the second one. Okay. Yeah. 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 I watched that one and I was like, Oh, there's Ryoko. <laughs> and she's killing it yeah. with the translation. She's killing it. No. It's,
1: it's a three hour and a half long uh, four hour panel <laughs> yeah. 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 session.
4: So yeah, my mind was like fading away. <laughs> 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 but um yeah i struggled with the um the terms the terminology the terms and i n- well how i learned is it okay like if i start speaking about myself <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah
0: i i would actually prefer that oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speak about <laughs> yourself quite a bit
4: that's right. being yeah, go so for japanese it. in the english language yeah but yeah what i was trying to say was that um the so we what we share here is music, um, and, and especially like the black music, the black American music, mm. and um, how I learned about the black American history is was through music and movies. So um, and friends uh, who are from the army navy base because okay. like I used to live close to Yokosuka, mm. so I had friends there on the base and um so i knew i don't know how much i knew but like i did know about the history and the reality but i did not know the terms Mm. in english and not in japanese (laughs) obviously so i had a hard time translating um them articulating and translating them in a professional way or you know in a way in a proper way mm-hmm. so I'm still on my way learning
0: do you <laughs> mean like um, like uh, more like academic terms with within like the conversation or colloquial terms spoken uh, by native speakers I think
4: both mm. but like I say for instance I didn't know the word systemic mm. racism mm. so um, I knew about the reality but I didn't know the term. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I did not know how to translate that into mm-hmm. Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it's even harder because I feel like I have to start from explaining the, the fundamentals, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, before going into the translation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, systemic racism, and like even if I were to, if I was to be able to like translate that into Japanese, i don't think the japanese people would have understood what that would Mm -hmm. what that means right
0: well i mean it that term that particular term is something that has become more widely kind of popularized and is amongst the cultural zeitgeist of people who are paying attention to um all types of intersectional uh politics but You know, it is an academic term. Even Mm -hmm. intersectionality is an academic term Mm -hmm. primarily used by academics to describe things. So Mm -hmm. when uh, even me speaking to, um, you know, native English speakers, when I try to explain something like essentialism to them to denote, you know, what we're talking about with a certain aspect of uh, uh, intersectionality, they're like, wait, what do you mean by that? Because they understand the term essential, but essentialism is a very academic term. So I can imagine Mm -hmm. the difficulty with that. Mm -hmm. There's a language barrier. There's also just um, a foundation of knowledge that Mm -hmm. a person almost has to have before you can discuss things with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's... uh, But, I mean, your English is, is really good. I actually... Um, when I first met you, I wondered if you had studied abroad or, um, if, if maybe you had an American parent because you're not only is your English, um, it, it sounds very natural, I should Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't sound like very Japanese accent kind of in there. Like, so where did you, you lived near, uh, the military base, but where did you first Um, pick up English?
4: My family background is kind of, um, complicated. But I born and raised in Tokyo until I, I was 10. Mm. And I went to those schools wh- where they do the international schools, what mm. they call here in Japan. And they do all the curriculums in English. Um, I went there until I was like um, the second grade. And three, four, five, fifth grade, I went to the United States oh. with my guardian oh. family mm-hmm. alone.
0: Okay, What part of the U.S.?
4: Um, New York, but upstate mm. New York. Okay. Mm. I was
0: born in upstate New York. A oh, really? Which yeah. part? I was well, I guess it's upstate. Uh, buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 But I don't remember anything about it because I left there when I was like two. So hey,
1: that's famous for Buffalo Wing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. That's where I, it came I, from.
0: I, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. I didn't check out like one wow. of the history books. <laughs> <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. I don't know Sounds if it's right. in the history yeah. Yeah.
4: books. I think um I I stayed in a place called Poughkeepsie. Okay, Poughkeepsie, yeah. I think, is a name they got from the Native American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know about it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not too familiar with the uh, the groups of indigenous tribes that are mm-hmm. from there, but yeah, uh, so many of the names, especially in the in the Northeast, are Native right. American. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I'm a yeah. I'm, uh, you know, my father is is a Native American, Black Native yeah. American, so. It's something that he kind of always poked me in the chest about to mm. be uh, at least aware of it. So mm. Yeah, Poughkeepsie. Right. Poughkeepsie. I, I, I do like just saying that. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm from Poughkeepsie. Mm. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. yeah. But it was like um, a <laughs> Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. few, few <laughs>
4: Asians, few, very few colored um, kids were in the school that I went mm. to, which was a public American school. Okay.
3: Mm. It was mostly white? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I think majority of New York is mostly like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's more the inner city areas and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. Mm. How was that's gotta be some interesting culture shock? It was. Yeah.
4: I stayed with um a southern white family and I went to church with them every Sunday, morning and night and on Wednesdays. Mm. And, you know, I would sing songs the the kumbaya, yeah, songs. yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Hit that shit, my like, kumbaya. Yeah, la, la, la. My Lord, what kumbaya? <laughs> yeah. Are you
0: are you, are you Christian true. now? No. Okay. I'm not. Didn't work but. on you. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. They Esca- didn't escape the grasp. <laughs> uh, good. No,
4: I respect. I have. Yeah, I respect Jesus. <laughs> I mean,
0: if I met him, I'd dap him up. That's my homie too. But like, you know, I'm not following his practices. Right. Yeah, but yeah, that's a homie. That's interesting. So oh. that
4: was that was my, um, but that was in '86. Wow. So it was on the radio that like I was I would be start listening to it was on the radio. My first encounter with um, my personal music experience. My mom would be listening to a lot of like um, uh, South American, Latin music to jazz. She she was like she was a singer herself mm. and she oh. was like you should listen to Sarah mm. Um and my dad was he was the one that introduced me to um like Sade
2: mm. um,
4: and some other like weird progressive rock music that he listened to. Mm. <laughs> but my own personal experience back in eighty six, it was Whitney Houston. Mm. It was a beastie boy. Hey. It was when the M T V was just mm-hmm. starting. Right. Um. Uh, but my favorite was Cameo. Oh, it, yeah. They had a song called Word Up. Yeah.
0: Y'all pretty <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Yo, that's actually the jam. We should probably take a musical break right now to listen to that.
4: Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't
0: do it, but I, after we're done recording, <laughs> I'll put that on and Please. we can all jam. It's a, it's a jam. Like, everything it that Cameo is. touched was a jam. What's the name of the guy, Char- Charles Blackwell?
2: Oh. I forget
0: his name, but he used to wear a codpiece, is what right. they call it. Like a like it looked oh like a big Larry plastic. Blackman. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was black something. Blackwood, black... Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Are you guys familiar with Cameo? Uh-uh. Oh, we have okay, to play you, it now. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. We've, we, we must. You, you will know the songs. Yeah, you will it, know the songs. And something
4: about... It, the voice of his tone reminded me of my uncle back home, so mm. it was my favorite song.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this uh, is he the doesn't have the codpiece on, but that's him in the middle.
4: Okay. Mm. So <laughs> it was on the radio, so I had no idea what he looked like mm. and who these people were. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had uh, older sisters and brother-in-law, so this was this was jam- This is a jam. This is like a bulk jam. I feel like I I like that we took a break for this. I
1: like I like this song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They've also got um, candy, which you guys probably know. Candy, I know that one. Okay. Here we go. Just to play a minute of it.
3: Hey. Yeah. Oh, I love this
0: one. Yeah. You gotta play this like riding around in I Rock Z yeah. like yeah. jams. Okay, so that's kind of your introduction to to music, right. not just American music, but to music. So right. you, your first experiences were not with any Japanese music at all. It was. Um,
4: yeah, I did hear them like on TV, but it just. It just um. I don't know i just didn't catch on to didn't it didn't speak to you
0: <clears throat> okay yeah. yeah this is a jam too uh, i've gotta stop playing uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so we can get back to the to the conversation here let me put some more rah rah raj <laughs> all right but okay mm-hmm. and then so when do you leave the united states come back to japan
4: so i left i think right before entering the the end of fifth grade okay 11 12 something like that and then when I came back home, I went to um, the Japanese, public Japanese junior high and high school. So that was mm. my first experience in like doing all the curriculums in Japanese. And that was where I think my first time academically um, be trained to write, read, and like do everything in Japanese.
0: Oh, I see. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
4: Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because so, so I, I think if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to um, become an interpreter because you have to do well in Japanese as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. You have
4: mm. to do well in Japanese to
0: interpret. Mm. You uh, also worked in the music industry for quite um, a while. Yeah. Was that interpretive, uh, interpretive interpretative work? Yeah, it's interpretive. Interpretive just reminds Mm -hmm. me of like dancing, interpretive dance, like where you try to interpret something. Uh, But like when you are doing translations, maybe it's interpretative. Yeah, Yeah, because you're right. (laughs) I don't
4: don't know. (laughs) Because when (laughs) (laughs) what I well, there's a few things that like I do is um when say artists come to Japan and they do interviews Hmm. with the editorials they would speak about themselves and i would be the one in the middle doing the um interpretation i would rather use the word interpretation because you have to it's not translation right. it's a mm. bit difference right a bit right. of a difference there you know mm-hmm. so um you have to it has to be more about the character of the artist that you want to interpret right it's <laughs> not know? like a
0: one-to-one like this word gets translated right. to japanese that word right okay it will
4: be awkward if i had done that like well, in that occasion
0: were you doing this with like artists that i would know maybe Hip-hop oh yeah, guys? Or yeah. tell, tell many. me tell me some of the people
4: oh it's just many many artists um to people that like well known to those people that relatively are not so well known but i done i work with the wu-tang clan oh. um
0: i like that you're looking around the walls just <laughs> <sparking> <laughs> yeah, your idea. Yeah. it's just
4: pretty much like like these people who would um come to japan to do shows so obviously they will be popular enough to do interviews with the editorials um i work with many people like rizza
0: or yeah rizza yeah well around what like uh time period were you doing this
4: this was like from maybe 95 to around that recession um in like 2009
0: oh wow so you have quite a few years doing that (laughs) oh who's your favorite person that you've who was the person that you were starstruck to see where you're like oh my god i'm talking to You know i forget the name of the guy from cameo that would have been a good time to drop it, <laughs> yeah, yeah i would have
4: been starstruck uh meeting him actually i mean yeah like i um oh wow um, this was off work is that okay okay but yeah. i was starstruck to meet shaka Khan.
0: oh i mean she who was, wouldn't
4: be? yeah she was like eating pasta and singing <laughs> and smoking at the same time. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, you were talking about the how multi... How that? The
0: multi-talented Chaka Khan. And er- everyone wow. was like, what?
4: You know, <laughs> everyone was having their awkward moment. But I was like, I mean, that's how... What it must be like to mm. be who you are. <laughs> mm. But she was like <laughs> the nicest person really down to earth. Um she would have uh, her new stuff, she would play it, and she would go around the table asking people, you know, what she thinks about her new music, mm. and she would even come to me. Like, I'm I'm no one there mm. <laughs> at the table, you know, but she would come to me and ask, you know, what do you think? Yeah. What do you feel, you know, mm. from my music? And I really appreciated that. Wow, <laughs>
0: that's super dope. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she's, she's a queen.
4: Yes, yeah, she mm. is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, w- I would be starstruck, too, if she was just smoking hey. and eating pasta and singing <laughs> at the same time. Mm. I was, like, really talented.
4: And she sings well with that pasta in her mouth. Mm. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> <Yes>.
0: Okay, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's tight.
4: It was um when uh, my good friend from New York, her name is Karen Bernard, and she's the three backup singers for the, the – well-known album that erica Badu did the live album oh okay Mm -hmm. you know she had three background singers and Mm -hmm. um she's the karen in there okay Mm -hmm. and she's this awesome um she backed up singing for everybody shaka d'angelo erica oh wow and she was the one that um invited me over to like see her and have a dinner with her wow (laughs) I was really sweet. She fed me, actually. Like, we were all in her room, and she didn't eat. We just met. But she was like, what would you like to eat? And she fed me and fed everyone in the room, and she was just mm-hmm. this wonderful, awesome ball of energy. (laughs) It's so good to hear that. You know, like,
0: sometimes you hear about, like, Mm. a diva or somebody Mm. that's famous being an asshole. Mm. It's so refreshing when Mm. you meet somebody that you just really appreciate, Mm. and they turn out to be, like, a regular Mm. good-hearted human.
4: Right.
3: I liked what you were telling... Is it okay if I share? uh Kanye? Yeah. Yeah, she she worked with Kanye, and (laughs) what she was telling me about just how like regular he was was really dope like yeah. he didn't mm-hmm. want he wanted her honest opinion about when was
1: that
4: some stuff that was like back in 2007 oh. 8 mm-hmm. 9 <laughs> it was like way I back mean, that's
0: still fully fledged super <laughs> famous kanye mm-hmm. at that point you know it's not like he got r- i mean he got richer but it <laughs> yeah okay wow he's
4: he's an awesome person i he like portrayed as this like not nice see, person. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, no. I like those,
0: like, you see, like, a video of him, and he's, like, smiling, and then he <laughs> notices the camera, and he puts on, like, the straight face, you know what I mean? Like, right, happy, yeah, like, but then he's like, oh, don't, no, I yeah. don't want them to caught ca- ca- me slipping. Right.
4: Yeah. No, he was, like, and I've learned so much from him um, in, like, many aspects. Like, he had crazy focus and drive. Wow. Um, and he was really considerate. It wasn't just only him, but his whole team, was like amazing nice decent people
0: i like to hear that yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're a hip-hop <laughs> head would you say you're a hip-hop head
4: i would say yeah, yeah. i would say i have um that's where my heart is mm.
0: welcome back to the mega lake show <laughs> 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 tokyo hip-hop hip-hop art and culture this is the culture here right. it, it's it's really interesting to see uh, your perspective Um, uh, you know, here, here are the type of things that you've done out here Mm -hmm. before we get more into the recent uh, Japan for black lives event and kind of um, that entire uh, endeavor that you guys are doing. uh, I'd like to hear a little bit of your thoughts on how hip hop culture and how the culture in Japan has kind of changed from, if you're doing Mm -hmm. interpretative, interpretative, work since the nineties, you've Mm -hmm. seen hip hop change quite a bit, but, but, also Japan so what are your kind of general thoughts on Japan uh, and it's kind of love for hip-hop culture and mm-hmm. how maybe it's changed is that too much of a question should I break it into single parts or is that I'll is that give
4: it a try <laughs> thank <laughs> you thank you uh, yeah I witnessed so I started from um, BC boys uh, well, public enemy that was, like, 92, 3. And then the Wu-Tang, 94. Uh, and the whole, you know, the East Coast. Um, there was also the West Coast, you mm-hmm. know, Trey and Snoop. That was, like, 94, right? Yeah. Chronic um, came out, I
0: think, 93.
4: Yeah. And the whole East Coast thing. And, and then when we started the whole, the bad boy thing started, like, in the early two thousand. I saw some people who who kind of, like, left the room saying that, like, you know, hip-hop isn't hip-hop anymore. Yeah. uh uh-uh. You know.
0: I was kind of one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it got too mainstream, I, I tunneled further underground.
4: Uh-huh. So. Yeah, uh. but, like, I understand that, like, I'm not... I'm not saying that I'm against it, but what I... I, so actually, let me start from talking about, like, um, the class I took from this artist, amazing artist called Mumu Fresh, Maimouna Youssef. Mm-hmm. Um, she was doing this online class. Uh, th- when was that? Like in April, May, because of the situation that mm-hmm. we have. And I took her class. And what she did, which was I thought was so cool, was, like, she gives all the um, – her students – a part in her IG live um, showcase thing that she does. And um, it's, I thought it was cool how she would like, you know, uh, let the shine light on people, on like nobody like me. And, you know, gives uh, the attention and the time to like do their thing.
0: And she's a Grammy like nominated artist, yes. she's
4: big amazing like beautiful inside out she can ride her asshole like.
0: i think she's also native american and black too yes right? her mother hey
4: yes <laughs> i'm gonna talk about i squad. was gonna squad. talk about that oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah
0: let me let you continue that yeah squad
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she, like she raps sings in a way she does and it's just like, amazing mind-blowing and she would, you know, ask you questions about like the song. So what she does is like she gives assignments, and like I would write a song with her, and she asked you about it in, in front of the audience through the IG live. And I had a moment to speak about hip hop. This was like in early May, before everything started, and I was like, I want to take a moment to like thank the black community and the culture because if it wasn't for them which I'll get into a bit later, but I wouldn't be alive. Like, I went through a series of depression and um, just a mess (laughs) through my teenage and my 20s and 30s. I struggled a lot. And what kept me alive was um, the anger. (laughs) You know, like, I I was angry at one point, really angry and, like, enraged with what I had to go through and when I grew up and when I saw people who didn't have to go through those things, it really made me angry. So, um, the worst thing, like, what's worse than being angry is, like, just being depressed and feeling weak and worthless, you know. Mm. So, that was when hip-hop came in. And, well, it was always there, but it really spoke to me in a way. Um, and it and Uh, a positive example of it's okay to be angry. Mm -hmm. And there's this, like, you can be creative with it and um, you just see all these people create all these amazing songs through tracks and lyrics. You know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So um, that's how hip-hop helped me throughout. And that's the motive Of me wanting to um do something in return to the community so that's why i participate in the naomi's japan Mm. for black lives (laughs) thank
1: you (laughs) i
0: i almost feel like if you if you are if you're not black uh, well Mm. not even just black if you're not an american Mm. and you're not black and you listen to hip-hop music maybe modern hip-hop music is not comparison i'm drawing because it's more mm-hmm. popular less some topics are not as yeah. pronounced mm-hmm. as it used to be but from your era i almost feel like if you listen to hip-hop music and you didn't get that you mm-hmm. weren't getting hip-hop music at all mm-hmm. and i think that one of the powerful things about hip-hop music is its ability to s- transcend um borders uh, and and these lines of separation and create inclusive experiences and one of the things i think speaks most to people is the fact that they a lot of people feel isolated they feel like outsiders they feel like they're not a part of the the kind of naturally occurring communities that they grow up in and this is why like suburban kids from you know middle america that aren't around black people they listen to it and they they identify with feeling outside. They identify with feeling angry about these structures around us, whether it's you know um, religion, politics, or anything. And so, yeah, uh, I mean that being angry is a perfectly reasonable and right. and an appropriate response. And yeah. I think that you can't divorce hip hop from the politics mm-hmm. of Black Americans. Right. They they try. And, 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 and in a way, it has been for um, popular culture. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at its roots, hip-hop right. speaks specifically to that. Mm-hmm. And unlike m- most genres, uh, hip-hop is the most political genre. Mm-hmm. And it's also the most intellectually dense. I'm not talking about music theory, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about the range of emotion that yeah. can be expressed and ideas that can be expressed through hip-hop. So, mm-hmm. I, I I love to hear these stories that just... You know, it's, it's weird to me that Japan, it has its own hip hop culture and people mm-hmm. appreciate it. And some people gravitate to hip hop culture for the things that are the face of hip hop culture, mm-hmm. you know, the fun, the mm-hmm. fashion, mm-hmm. the kind of upbeat sound and the energy. And they miss the important aspects of its kind of genesis, the yeah. political conditions and w- what is important to me about what you guys are doing with Japan for Black Lives is that has become the forefront of what what you guys are doing. Mm. Like mm. Y- y- you gotta point at some of these people out here who love hip hop culture mm-hmm. but don't understand why or why they should care about Mm -hmm, black people's experiences Mm. here and what's going on in the united states Mm. Mm. and that was a long-winded way for me to Mm. kind of say hip-hop's great but also um, to bring us into the conversation about uh, japan for black lives and maybe before if for people that didn't listen to uh, the previous episode with uh, naomi and terry would you mind giving us kind of a rundown of what Japan for Black Lives is? What you're doing? Anybody feel free to jump in and get busy mm-hmm. with that. I know, I know. Ryoko has like <laughs> notes and shit. So, like, yeah, but she brought. I don't know. I don't know what's in there. But it, it's a binder. So I don't know. Like, yeah. Please, please just let the listeners know um, why and where you guys mm-hmm. coming from or whatever.
3: No, should uh, speak. Y- yeah. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the founder. Okay. <laughs> <So> the founder. <laughs> so I
1: have to think about in Japanese first and translate in my mind. Hmm. So yeah. So um because of the gap of um Japanese thinking about black culture, black people and uh, is uh, I felt we have uh, we don't really know about that. And I think one reason one of the reasons is the language gap mm-hmm. and and the second is they don't really educate yourse- yourself mm-hmm. and they don't even know um that education is uh, important mm-hmm. and there's no like, right resources so um i i thought we we uh we need to pick the right information from the states and what's going on and translate it, translate it for Japanese people who related deeply into uh, black culture so that they will think about it this is not somewhere else but something related with you
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's um, that's how I, I started and uh, I feel this is my responsibility and I, I've been um, doing this Japan for Black Lives um, by um, making the event or translating the articles and the videos. Yeah, to make Japanese people uh, have a time to think about it. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Thank difficult.
0: you. I, I think it's really dope. Um, would you like to add on to that, anybody? No. So, so the approach is not just uh, regarding kind of the systemic violence against black people in the United States, but it's also an educational component that makes them aware of the contributions uh, of black people to cultures that they're participating in. Mm-hmm. So you guys are also being like, hey, by the way rock music was invented by black people, mm-hmm. blues, and this sure. is where it comes from. So mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, a social, a socially conscious component, but also just an educational component about culture mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. that happens there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: And I wanna speak in behalf of her. Mm. What Naomi and I was talking about was that this, the concept, like we can't really gather it into like, a few sentences because we're mm-hmm. still questioning yes and i think it remains a question pretty much forever mm. you know so we're gonna constantly try to figure out what i think will be growing along with the changes that's gonna be made yeah you know with the it, whole thing right <laughs> interests
1: long steps so mm-hmm. uh once you get uh you get this point but next is yeah you have to think about the next step Mm. so yeah Mm. it's really difficult and um our followers uh understanding level is different so we constantly getting the questions the same questions about like cultural appropriation or something like that Mm. so yeah we (laughs) we want sometimes we want to say uh uh, again i kind of tired to explain these (laughs) same things Mm -hmm. again and again but we have to continue it yeah
0: right mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that terry mentioned while he was here is that he found it interesting mayb- maybe this is the the wrong way he phrased it but what mm-hmm. i got from it was that a lot of people who were tuned in mm-hmm. were expecting like uh some finality right like okay yeah. like we did it mm-hmm. now that we know the problem's solved right mm-hmm. but of course it's not. And this mm-hmm. is not something that will probably even be solved within our lifetimes. Right. It's it's a continuous mm-hmm. kind of project that mm-hmm. you're going to get that same question mm-hmm. over yes. and over mm-hmm. and over again. But um, your willingness to mm-hmm. do the work and and to try to present it mm-hmm. uh, is tremendously useful, mm-hmm. uh, especially out here in Japan, you know hip-hop culture being so global people love the culture but even out here the the kind of problems that black people face Mm -hmm. is so minute compared to the states or even just the population in general i I, there's like i I don't even know what percentage of the population out here that is black Mm. or even you know Mm african-american black American. so yeah people just you know it's easy to just go about your lives and you know still listen to cardi b Mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah it's just a lot of work right
4: yeah because we had to first think um like say we get this questions why do are there like yellow white and black in the united states and we have to start from there because like japan is a monoculture monoracial mm-hmm. country and when you're born with it, or y- it's just been there forever, you just don't realize. And I think it's part of our privilege. Yep. Like privilege is something that like you don't realize. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like um, say for instance, uh, maybe I'll talk about myself. But um, I grew up with a very complicated family background, and I str- still struggle with uh, thinking about you know. Why did my mom do that? Why did my dad do that? I struggle from the things from the past. Um, And I feel like when I look at people, they have their parents together, and they don't have to worry about their parents. Um, To me, that's like a tax waived off. (laughs) You know, you're privileged. Yeah, right. You you were able to go to college. Like, your parents had enough money to send you to college. That's a privilege. But you don't think about it because... (laughs) It's just so, um, so there from the beginning, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And, and that's the thing about it, is there are just varying degrees of privilege in the way that you interact with systems of oppression, whether they are right. active or reactive systems. So, yeah, I, I totally get it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a, 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 a able-bodied, heterosexual, yeah. you know, mm. F- mm. like average height Mm-hmm. you know guy with you know twenty twenty vision mm. like there's there's a whole spectrum of difference between right. people's mm. experiences so mm. right yeah, totally get it
3: but yeah i think that's something that's really important that japan for black lives is doing is trying to help uh the japanese community understand their privilege they call it token right yeah. in japanese but it's Tok- something that token, to-ken. Yeah. but like because um as Yoko was saying it's a um you know majority um Japanese uh population it's like they don't they never had to think about well I could be killed today Mm. um I might not make it home like Mm -hmm. that's that's not a question that they have um or a concern that they have so getting them to think about um their privilege um Mm. is super important but again going back to um what you guys were talking about a second ago, like, um, there was this, uh, quote that I saw. Um, I follow this, um, Instagram account called, uh, no white saviors. And they put up this thing, um, that said, you don't love black culture. You feel entitled to it. And I think a lot of Japanese people feel entitled to, um, you know, black music Mm. as a product, like you Mm. guys were talking Mm. about Mm. last time with Terry. Um, but, it's important for them to know where it comes from and the historical context of yeah. everything
0: especially if they benefit from yeah. using that culture so there's a lot of people they out make here a profit who off of right it. you know they sure. they they dress themselves in all the you know accoutrements like mm. it to 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 make themselves appear one way and they mm. benefit from that mm-hmm. uh, tremendously without giving any praise mm. to you know where it comes from or yeah. mm. helping out when that community is Mm. Yeah, affected, so.
1: that's one of the reasons we mm. had the MC battle. Yeah, know.
0: yeah, mm. uh, Break the Silence, mm-hmm. yeah, break which the was silence. A, what, October yeah. 3rd.
1: Yeah, o- October 3rd, yes, mm-hmm. okay.
0: yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that event. It, you spoke about it last time. I know there was an MC battle, mm. um, uh, quite a few people there. You guys held it at uh, Club Harlem, is yes. it? Is it Harlem? It's Club yeah. Harlem, yeah, right? Harlem Club yeah. Harlem, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. which is one of the more kind of um, popular. Um, venues for black music so to speak yeah the name is holland right (laughs) exactly yeah yeah and 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 you know they were criticized for not speaking out while also benefiting so much from Mm, this segment of the culture the 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 club plays billboard top 40 rap type of hits Mm. and you know (laughs) it's it's for all intents and purposes it's a black music Club and mm-hmm. so it was important for them to step up and yeah. and you know help out or yeah. bring awareness. So yeah. please, mm. how was the event? So
1: the event was really successful and um, there's not only the showcases but also I really loved how uh, Terry and Zebra was talking about mm-hmm. about what's going on in the states uh, when I was seeing zebra was talking uh, zebra was translating while telly was talking about how um american prison system is corrupted which is you never seen in japanese on japanese tv Mm -hmm. so i at that time i felt like we we can we are doing something meaningful yeah yeah that's a bit uh touching mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't. yeah mm. and
0: and and for people that don't know zebra is one of the more uh popular and well known uh, yeah especially in Japan. my age yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's knows. been he's mm. been uh you know participating in and working within hip-hop culture since the mm-hmm. mid 90s early mm-hmm. 90s right mm-hmm. so he's like
3: one of the pioneers uh, of yeah japanese hip-hop i would say
0: isn't he also the founder of um rep the yes, radio yes. station mm-hmm. and and also um the bar bar and mm-hmm. in Shibuya, the mm-hmm. I've never spoken to him, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I heard mm-hmm. about him before I moved here,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. So. And he's the one that's responsible for this big um movement, yeah. Uh, like, you see kids now, like, out mm-hmm. in the streets doing ciphers, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, uh, I think he's the one that created the whole yeah. scene, mm.
0: yeah. He's uh, an incredible guy. I recently found out that his like grandfather owned <laughs> the empire state building yeah. at one point empire that oh wow yeah He's like he yeah. His, his grandfather, grandfather was very
1: famous architect yeah. architecture mm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, a real estate baron like he has yeah. a, he had a gang of money mm. i mean yeah. i believe he <laughs> owned the lease for the empire state building at some point so shout out to that
3: mm. like can you <laughs>
0: imagine it's like oh yeah grandpa owned that that building the right. big one
3: yeah um, I'm all, I'm friends with Zebra, but also his brother is a rapper. Do you know Sphere of Influence?
0: Oh yeah, I've heard I've Tomo, heard of yeah. Tomo. that. That is that is not that is a single person. Yeah, Sphere. Well, of influence. Sphere. Th- we okay. call him Sphere, but yeah. okay, dope. I'm mm. not familiar with Sphere.
3: He's also really dope. Okay. Tomo.
0: Shout out to Tomo. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Zebra. <laughs> uh, it's it was good to see him on. Uh, you know, on the flyer right there with mm. Terry. Those yeah. are two of some of the most like important people in the canon of hip hop mm. history in Japan. So yes. yeah, incredible.
4: Mm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, me.
0: oh, I thought I no, I thought you had something oh. to say. I'm
4: well, I wanted to um like add on two things to like what Naomi was talking about um, and what I was talking about earlier because I kind of like. Sh- faded off <laughs> from, like, the initial topic that we were talking about, yeah. but um, so, yeah, what I wanted to say was that, like, we, there are, like, we have a way to go, the Japanese people, we have a way to go with learning um, the reality, mm. and and that also comes in a set with um, learning about ourselves as Japanese, um, how we're conditioned socially, um, and culturally mm. also and um, so it's like say for a club Harlan mm. they were criticized for not speaking up mm. um, yeah that that is so but at the same time um, we also have to think about why and how this situation was created mm. where Like, majority of Japanese people in corporates, um, artists to whatever, like, uh, what's making it so hard for them to speak up? It's we have something bigger that, like, we have to look into. Um, Not just that person, we shouldn't, like, just bash down one person Mm -hmm. for not speaking up, but we also have to think about, like, the bigger thing that's behind Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's hidden in our culture Mm -hmm. um and the education that like has been applied to us like especially after the world war ii how the advertisements are yeah being done in japan Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i read an article like that it's only japan correct me if I'm wrong someone I don't know but if it only in Japan or it's just like few countries in the world where they would have like uh, like Japanese what, non-white people but like we have white people model for um, the covers or yeah, like advertise. yeah, yeah the advertisement yeah. like we have people the, the non-native people you know being the covers Mm. and like Mm. advertising um so things like that it came after world War two and -hmm. i think if you look into it in the internet like you can find out more about it but so those are the things like so people like club carlin are at the same time they are unwillingly like participating in the this Mm. (laughs) you know negative negative yeah but not speaking up but at the same time i think they are also victims as well Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that like they were conditioned the the whole the whole setup that we have yeah that that we have in this country so um that's something that we have to think about also
0: yeah indeed um i you know i i uh i tend to dominate conversations and talk and talk and talk (laughs) and i'm really resisting you know getting on here and trying to you know give facts and talk about things but yeah um there's larger structures that things at play than just the individual you know um colonialism dominant american Mm -hmm. hegemony uh Mm -hmm. race gender all of these things play a part um i i am i'm a communist and so i you know, I don't reduce to all to class problems, but capitalism seems to be the biggest culprit mm-hmm. to me yeah. in the kind of global sense mm-hmm. of the colonizing of the minds right. of other cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with anti-blackness, yeah. with right. anti-self, with mm-hmm. uh, you know, my, my my mom is from the Philippines, and over there, like their minds are very American. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in in the 1900s, there was just a global tide of powerful American hegemony in art and culture, but also through, you know, post-World War II changed yeah. everything. Yeah. Japan used to smoke hella weed. Mm-hmm. Like you guys <laughs> used to be down with it so much. Right. But once that American constitution overlaid over your culture, you know, more people wearing suits, more people are right. working themselves to death, less mm-hmm. people, alcoholism runs rampant. And, mm-hmm. and just all of these type of things. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to, Mm-hmm. look at the larger picture mm-hmm. and as a communist i would say mm-hmm. you know dialectical <laughs> materialism yeah. But i won't get into that <laughs> yeah.
4: but that's so true and mm-hmm. the problem is is that like we including me um the japanese people are so unaware of it mm-hmm. like thing yeah. with the privilege it comes in right. set mm. with it masks itself mm-hmm. as privilege right. It, right. but Japan I think it's literally were colonized yeah. mm. I mean it's uh, obviously <laughs> mm. you, <laughs> you know, know
0: I think I think in general most people around the world don't recognize things such as privilege but Japan is such a peculiar case because it is it is one of the largest economies in the world and it, it you know there's a lot of cultural exports that are becoming more popular mm-hmm. in Japan mm-hmm. but it also is a homogenous and insular right. country that has you know centuries of not being you know uh imperialists didn't come here and change the culture so it's very much rooted in this very uh p- modern and postmodern mm-hmm. uh, global capitalist society with its other foot you know nine uh, 1300 years back mm-hmm. at the invention of the kodo you know it's like so it, it, it's it's an interesting case study the way that um society has changed so rapidly for the japanese people Mm. since world war ii Mm. i mean the whole world has changed but uh, japan has to deal with it in ways that are different than other countries by virtue of just you know society itself
4: and i think they did a good job in like masking it and making it look pretty for us in a way that like we won't even think about it Yeah, and we won't even realize that like we're privileged.
0: You guys got to read *Society of the Spectacle*. Baudrillard. (laughs) Mm. Okay, I mean, there's so like, uh, yeah, people just need to read. Yes, people just need to read. There's so much information out Mm -hmm. there, and people who are able to articulate these things, Mm. and and the back uh, and the people who did a good job at articulating it a lot of that the work that's being done now is off of their backs and and Mm. for finer understandings of things Mm. like intersectionality like Mm. before that term was there there was interlocking oppression Mm. you know and it started by black women discussing Mm -hmm. you know how gender class and race played Mm -hmm. into their you know and and i'm quite critical of some interpretations of race reductionism and so uh you know it's an interesting time to have these type of discussions because especially from my perspective i'm not always on the side of the hashtags like mm-hmm. for the black lives matter marches i was somewhat critical of those because mm. we see how quickly that energy dissolved into just PR politics yeah. and mm-hmm. how corporations mm. co-opted that movement to mm-hmm. and we champion it without mm-hmm. any actual social change happening. It's Performative because, activism, yeah, mm-hmm. I- exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when we were, when we had the black, the black lives matter March out here, I was like there for solidarity, of course, but I was also kind of critical mm-hmm. about the approach to it and, and some things in my, I expressed that mm. to you and uh, you and Buddha mm-hmm. and, and, it wasn't coming from like a place of disappointment. It was coming from kind of a place of anger, I think, Mm -hmm. because I think that, I think that there needs to be a lot more education done Mm. from people. A lot of people are getting their information from tweets Mm -hmm. and articles by people who are not academics and Mm -hmm. people who haven't, you know, done research and and Mm -hmm. people who are performatively calling themselves these things without doing it. I've, Mm -hmm. I've met so many new socialists in the last year and they're not socialists. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you are a capitalist who believes in a social safety net for some things, Mm -hmm. but you're not a socialist. Like, Mm -hmm. there is a tremendous distinction between socialism, Marxism, anarchism, and capitalism. And uh, that kind of secret ideology that people are working off of, they don't acknowledge their privilege. They don't acknowledge the systems that they're contributing to. Mm -hmm. So when Puff Daddy says, Puff Daddy Diddy is it just Diddy now? P Diddy. Just Diddy. I, I thought he dropped the, the P. All right, oh so my God. so Diddy starts this you know all uh, party of black you know black political party and it's just like yo know, like what are you doing like yeah. this this is somebody who's angry and wants to express something and wants to change things but obviously hasn't really looked into politics any deeper than the dominant things that they allow us to think of this two party system to him is still very real. But for the rest of us, we're like, this is all neoliberal politics. Mm-hmm. You're convincing us that Bernie Sanders is a socialist. I hate to break it to you, but Bernie Sanders, Sanders is basically a neoliberal as well. Same with Trump. And it's, it's frustrating for, for me. Mm-hmm. And there I go again, dominating the conversation. <laughs> just to say, like, read read more <laughs> right. books. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't really, mm-hmm. like, I, I, if People I... People
3: just want to believe whatever they hear. It's, it's so right. easy to just say a fact that's not even right. a fact. And this, and have someone believe it.
0: And, and it feels good to be like, yo, look at this. This is bullshit. Like sometimes the tweets are absolutely right at expressing an anger or a feeling that you have, but it's not so good at organizing politically or really mm. getting to the the root of the problems there. Mm. So I, I just, I just, you know, yeah. I don't know. But
1: getting information from Twitter is really bad idea because uh, did you watch social dilemma
0: no i I didn't watch that one yet so
3: that's a great one
1: yeah so once you started to chasing this this side of information the twitter that kind of stuff optimized the information for you Mm -hmm. so you will think about this is right and and you can still collecting the same kind of Mm -hmm. opinions from others so that makes you feel like more you your opinion is right Right. Right. yeah Yeah,
0: those algorithms are i I, uh i have i tend to try to avoid those things i Mm -hmm. like i i I will read most of the books i read are coming academic peer-reviewed sites i I won't even look to the new yorker for (laughs) for some shit you know like Mm -hmm. i think uh, like i used to be god body i used to be a five percent or nation of the gods in the earth and one of the things that was first bestowed to me was like don't just read the books, read who wrote the books. Mm-hmm. And then once you read who wrote the books, read into their ideology, read into what they actually think. And you got and in order to do that, you have to read between the lines, and you have to take a denser approach. And And it's wild to me that people pick up a book and say, oh, somebody wrote a book. Here's some accurate literature that I agree with, and here it goes. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, people aren't even reading books. Mm-hmm. They're reading tweets. They're reading articles. Right. And it's like, yo, who wrote that? Like, yeah. who... Who, what (laughs) historians wrote this Mm -hmm. that you have, you know, bought into so much? Mm -hmm. And of course I get it because like, we're angry. We see the Mm -hmm. violence. We see global capitalism, like tearing Mm -hmm. shit apart, especially in a time like this right now, like coronavirus is completely like poor people are getting poor you know, and it's mm-hmm. just bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. I've been having health issues for the last three months. I've gone, I've got MRIs, blood tests. I've been on five different medications, multiple doctor trips, CT scan, electroencephalogram, all this shit. I can't imagine what I would be doing if I was in the United States. Mm-hmm. I just looked that up, like for like average insurance, thousands of dollars I would have already spent. Wow. You know, I spent less than Like Nimon, like Mm -hmm. I spent like $180 Mm -hmm. on five medications, Mm -hmm. multiple doctor's visits and MRIs. And it's like the problem is is not your neighbor. Mm -hmm. It's not the immigrant. It's not the Mm -hmm. other person standing next to you. The -hmm. problem's elsewhere. Mm -hmm. This is deep and pervasive. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, because that's that's what happens when like we used to have magazines and like physical CD copies when everything becomes so digital like the the information, like th- I think there are all sorts of informations mm-hmm. for like many kinds of people and occasions, but the social media that mm-hmm. you were talking about right then is stemmed on an emotional um state, mm-hmm. yeah, or someone's state of being. and anonymous. So yeah they can
1: be more straight and yeah.
4: so there's nothing wrong with like being emotional, like expressing your emotions, right. but not necessarily when you're trying to make a decision right. or when you're trying to learn something, so I think we need a well balance of right. like logic mm-hmm. and um. Passion Being shared yeah. by, yeah, yeah, like what you feel right. within, you know. So, but so I think it's important that like, you get to choose right. and you're you know where you're at. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I, I think that like one of the things that I've really enjoyed about the more recent process that have happened is like there seems to be a degree of solidarity there. People are kind of acknowledging, like, oh, shit, like, wow, look at this is just happening, and it's forcing people to think about like working with other groups of people to tear down systems that are oppressive and to acknowledge look at yourself in the mirror and see where you kind of lie on this system and how you can how you contribute to it and how you benefit from it and like one of the things i think we need more of is solidarity Mm -hmm. and so sometimes the intersectional politics where you point out like, ah, you're 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 doing you're you've got so much fucking privilege, and I don't, and and mm. so you're you're part of the problem. Like that doesn't lead mm. to a yeah. unified political exactly. movement. Mm. And so I I'm never I, I see I see Japanese cats out here. I'm like, this dude is a fucking buster. Like, wow, he really has the whole costume on. But he probably never spoke to black people and shit. So that's like some real wild shit to me. And I want to be like, yo trash like mm. let me help you figure it out but it's useless for me to single him out as an enemy of mm. you know mm. m- as an enemy of the culture or as somebody who's benefiting and said well, i should be doing what you are trying to do and mm. educate them because not everybody even has that foundational idea
4: like, exactly you know i mean mm.
0: 20 years ago i was watching the Chappelle. uh the the Chappelle uh stand up kill him softly and he was joking about how white people were just finding out about police violence like mm. oh my god they're beating black people like hotcakes you know it's mm. like yeah people just don't have this shared experience so. right or,
4: and what's uh, the another thing that's so dangerous about like I think it's okay to like feel the emotion. I mean, it's I think it's necessary actually to like feel their emotions and struggles. But if we just like strive on with um, like, if we strive on with like just emotions, mm-hmm. we're gonna wear ourselves out and it won't be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not a trend, like it's a marathon that we have to run a Long, long way. Indeed. It's a marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. yeah so it's y- lifelong work. You mm-hmm. can't like emotionally right. roller coaster yourself, like mm-hmm. going up and down and wearing yourself out. Mm. You there have to feel Very, find very a few way things
0: in life are just like so immediate that it's just like yeah. it happens and you're good with it. It's like mm-hmm. it's a right. constant process.
3: I think we're like so obsessed with convenience and like things getting like that goes back to what you were saying about trying to, you know, solve solve racism it right now in this one conversation you know it's mm. it's a lifelong process and it's I think for me what I've learned so much is like um, it's uh, me being half white like for my entire life I kind of denied the, the whiteness but now I'm realizing wow that actually was contributing to the oppression of black people and the um, uh, the continuation of the oppression that they've been facing so for me it's like my my whole life is now dedicated to how can I become a better like half white person mm. like instead of I mean I, I can become a better person so what is it that um right. that I do on a daily basis that contributes to yeah you know
0: um so complex supremacy? right like mm-hmm. uh, I remember one time uh, my nephew was like yo there's a handicapped person so like I should go out He's like, I should go out of my way to open the door for that handicapped person. And I was like, yeah, sure, you could do that. Or you could just treat them like any other person and let them open the door for yeah. themselves if they want to. Uh, you know, if, if a person looks like they need help, then help. But mm. you going out of your way to help somebody who is differently abled is punctuating the fact that you see them as differently abled hmm. instead of contributing to things that exactly. actually help them. Mm. Yes. And so it's a well-intentioned idea to be like, I don't see color. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a well-intentioned idea to be like, I, I want to judge people on the merit of their character and their actions. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a subtle level of violence there. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like punching people in the face violence. Mm-hmm. I just mean there's a subtle level there that is not really in solidarity for the ideas that you think you have. Mm-hmm. Because being complacent on that idea is allowing certain oppressive aspects of, of those... Um, of that idea to to remain in place so mm-hmm. you got to do a little bit more than yeah. be against racism mm-hmm. you know you yes. have to be a little you, i hate to bring up Abraham Kennedy but anti-racism is more effective mm. than being <laughs> against racism you have mm-hmm. to actively try to right. take to remove power from racism yes. instead of saying i'm not racist mm-hmm. so, or um this is this is w- the conversation goes on a little longer than I usually allow the episodes to go. Mm. Um, oh, is there anything else that you'd like to to punctuate about uh, Japan for Black Lives? Is there any n- upcoming event or something that you have planned uh, yeah. uh, in the future that we could share really quick?
1: So uh, Teddy is planning the next um, panel discussion. It's gonna be maybe in December, maybe in December. December thirteenth, I Thirteen's thought it was. Uh, yeah, maybe. De, de <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Just drop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and um, we're now uh, offering some some panelists. Not fixed yet. So, but yeah, I. Yeah, we're gonna have. A is
0: there a theme that you guys are planning on to discuss? Yeah, the
1: theme is. Did you hear the theme? Mm, no. Um, theme is gonna be uh after the media. Uh, left then. Okay. So, so now. Uh
0: After the media attention, the his left. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. After yeah.
1: the spotlight is gone, kind of the mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be the same.
0: Okay. Hey, I like it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, people that follow the Megalate Show will see me resharing and talking about that uh, that as it comes up, also on our Instagram and everything like that. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to do uh, is to remind you guys that we have been listening to beats by Ra Ra Raj. And a public service announcement, I'll do, that. I'll do that next episode for the public service announcement. Um, there's a show that I want you all to be aware of that is coming up. It is a good friend of the show, my Papua New Guinea brother, uh, Aaron Cholai. Mm. And his sextet is going to be performing at Batika on ten twenty three, uh, the 23rd of this month. There's two sets, one of them at 1,800 and one at 2,100. That is six o'clock and nine o'clock. And this is going to be him performing uh, songs from his Raw Denshi album, which is an album that came out earlier this year. It is one of my favorite albums this year. I think it's absolutely incredible. And I'm not just saying that because Aaron comes to my house and we hang out a bit. It, it's mm-hmm. really uh, an, an incredible piece of hip hop jazz amalgam that I just... It is so fucking dope. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will undoubtedly... I mean tentatively i'm planning on going to that show maybe undoubtedly is not the word all things considered Mm -hmm. but yeah um pay attention to that and there's one more thing that i wanted to do i wanted to give uh an opportunity for one of us to share and spotlight uh an event a restaurant or something that happens here in tokyo that we can just give love to and say go contribute to that do you guys have like a restaurant or bar or or an event that you would (laughs) like to share anybody no uh
3: well Recently, I went to um, the new... Wait a second. I'm are sorry. you going to say me, it? No,
0: no, no. Let me let me pause really quick. Do you have any upcoming events besides the Japan oh. for Black Lives? Uh, Maya, are you performing anywhere? Or
3: Not at the moment. Nothing? Okay. I,
0: I, I figure we should keep that together if it was yeah. going to be there. But yeah, okay. Tokyo Spotlight. Hit that shit. Uh,
3: so as everybody probably knows, the um, uh, Soul Food House has a new... Legacy lounge, lounge. lounge. Legacy yeah. lounge.
1: I there. Right. Look at the venue, the top floor, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That
3: was really dope. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. You guys have seen me resharing stuff from that. I still haven't been there yet, but people are continuously having upcoming shows and things of that nature early. Early next month, Aphrodite is going to be performing there, so. our good friend Shalise. And I'm going to try to make it to that. I think that is on the 7th. Mm-hmm. And I was going to wait to share that show until the next episode. But now that you know, and also you know Legacy Lounge, which is run by uh, David and LaToya mm-hmm. uh, Whitaker of the Soul Food House. You may yeah. have noticed them recently on that Pharrell video.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Entrepreneur. Yeah. Featuring Jay-Z. That's where we're at right now. We're on that level. <laughs> so, pay attention and, and do those type of Googles uh, immediately. Yes. Um. Yeah, okay. I think that's the spotlight. Boom. Legacy Lounge. <laughs> I want you guys to go. It's in uh, Azabu Juban. Yes, Azabu Juban. Azabu Juban. Yeah. Juban. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's safe to go to that place these days. Mm. Much less debauchery in Rapungi now. Mm. You know what I mean? It feels mm-hmm. like Rapungi a little bit changed over the last few years, don't you think? When I first came out here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> debauchery yeah. you know they had all the street tatters trying to get you to go inside and go uh. sit next to these beautiful women's and stuff and then they get you drunk and then they overcharge your, right. your credit yeah. card so i never i never went there Scary. I, I stopped going there but now it's safe mm. I, I mean yeah and now you know Soul food house can we do some social media exchanges and let us know where we can find all of you on the internet yeah, yeah. well japan
3: for black lives first of all is indeed yeah. yes.
1: yes um uh, japan for black lives Ha, have Has Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and homepage. <laughs> so the account is J, uh, JP4 Black Lives. Yeah. And on Twitter and Facebook.
0: And where are you at? Oh. Do you want to share your personal?
1: Yeah, my personal. Uh, five, five tokyo Instagram is five, five tokyo <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put all the links in the descriptions, but yeah. Maya Hatch. Maya
3: Hatch. That's me. M-A-Y-A-H-A-T-C-H. All my socials are the same.
0: Basically. Yeah. Ryoko? Yeah.
4: Hmm. Okay? Oh me. Um, I'm really grandma when it comes to like social media. <laughs> 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 it's just not I've never achieved it as my habit, but like I do have one. And it's like I am dot Rio, That's R E E Y O. I am dot R E E Y L. Boom. Yeah. Oh,
0: i was nervous with you coming in today pronouncing your name all of the names with the R Y O R Y U. I feel like i'm not doing it the japanese way mm. i was told to kind of pronounce it more like a l like a rio d. like leo mm. Mm. right but but yeah Ryoko. i always yeah i feel like i can't get that it's in between an r and l sound mm. rio. It, it's
4: like d I'm going to
0: work on it. You guys know I'm going (laughs) to do the work, man. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to stick with it. It's you know lifelong, I mean? you know. It's a <laughs> lifelong endeavor. But yeah, um, man, I, I really appreciate you ladies coming through. This has been uh, a really fun conversation for me, and your energy has uh, uplifted me this afternoon. Aww. We're gonna go ahead, and it'll be a break for us. But for you, the next part of the episode will come out in a few days, and that's gonna be us talking a little bit more about music and popular culture and things that we like. We're gonna do some musical shares, and yeah, Mega Show episode 128. I'm going to turn this music up. (laughs) Ra Ra Raj on the beats.